Today, we've got a special one lined up for you. Brandon, you want to start us off? Oh, yeah. So, we thought in light of Father's Day, we would kick it off with some dad jokes. Oh, yeah. You ready? Let's give me your best one. Okay, okay. Um, First one to laugh loses. (laughs) We'll go three rounds. Okay. What do you call bears with no ears? Koala bears? B. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with one. I'm ready. You're gonna, you're gonna just cry about it. Probably. What did the slow tomato say to the others? I don't know. Don't worry, I'll catch up. Is <laughs> <laughs> a tomato, and it's ketchup. <laughs> uh, okay. That's that's for fun. Okay. 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 <laughs> what is heavy? Forward, but not backward. (laughs) (laughs) What is heavy forward, but not backward? What is heavy forward, but not backward? Uh, Concrete block? A ton. So dumb. (laughs) So dumb. Why did the coach go to the bank? I don't know. To get his quarterback. Must have been a football coach, not a basketball coach. Yeah. Um, I invented a new word today. (laughs) What is it? Plagiarism. (laughs) Okay. I I laughed at my own dad joke. Okay, okay. This is is my last one for you. Why do melons have weddings? I don't know. Because they cantaloupe. Welcome to The Adventures of Grizzly and Sparrow, a podcast where we explore how God is using students to impact the campus and the world. Welcome to episode number three. Thank you guys for tuning in again to The Adventures of Grizzly and Sparrow. We had an awesome time last week catching up with Adam and Sarah Quinn and their cute kids, Sadie and Atlas. I don't know if YouTube and Podcast World survived. Cuteness overload. Uh, if you missed it, check it out. It was a lot of fun uh, visiting with those guys. Man, it's uh, it's episode number three, Sperry. How do you feel about that? I'm feeling good. I feel like we started strong, and we're only going to get stronger, so uh, we're not going to let you guys down. You just got to keep with it. Keep with it. Yeah. Stick it out. Stick it out to the end. That's what I say. Keep keep showing back up. We can wake up. Uh, man, we've, we've got uh, an exciting, exciting guest tonight. Um, or in this episode, we say tonight because it's evening when we film. Um, who is that? Who's who's on the docket for tonight's special guest? He is a longtime friend of both myself and Grizzly, and also a good friend of OSU Chi Alpha. Some yeah. of you guys know him as Garrett Nash Boren. Others of you just know him as Boren, and some people just know him as Garrett. So yeah, yeah, he, we're so excited. He's both alumni, um, CMIT 
graduate, campus missionary. So we're super jazzed to be catching up with him. Um, also, we hear, we hear in the works is a very special kids' corner. Um, we, we don't have a lot of information on it as we're filming this, so we will see yeah. as things come together what happens. So be sure to stick around. They've not let us down week in and week out. Um, it's been something. It's been epic. Uh, it's def- it's, def- it's chaos. Last week was pure chaos. Five yeah. missionary kids on a Zoom call. Like that's who does that? I don't. I don't even yeah. understand. It yeah. ended up being two most of the time. The other ones were just wandering about. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Um, so stay tuned for that. Check out. We're excited to be talking with Garrett Bourne, having him back in Stillwater. Um, so something dawned on me, Sperry, um, today. Well, okay, not today, because it's it's been talked about in our house for for quite a few weeks now, as you can imagine. Aubrey's birthday is coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, man. Can you believe that? You know how old she's going to be? 11. Dang. What? Dang. What? Yeah, that's uh, that's next level. It's next level. 11. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to like wrap my head around how she's 11. So her birthday's coming up at the end of June, which is a lot of fun. You know, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. But like, you know, as like we're looking, you know, a couple days away from Father's Day, shout out to all the dads um, telling telling those legendary dad jokes. Yeah, man. Which you know, you just. When I think of dads, I think of dad jokes. So mm-hmm. that's, that's where you got to go. I think of I think of grills. I think of mustaches, tools, shops, you know all that stuff, and yep. dad jokes, of course. White Nikes. White Nikes. White Nikes. White Nikes. Lawnmowers for some reason. Yeah. Uh, white Nikes to, or the, the White New Balance. Those are the top two. So thinking about that, I, I was thinking about this. You know, obviously as I do when we're filming, thinking about stuff, kind of what we're going to talk about, think, different things. Like you know, you you're got two kids in. You know, we've got an almost 11-year-old, a 4-year-old. What have been some major, like, dad fatherhood lessons? You know, for all the soon-to-be fathers, for all the current fathers, you know, obviously there's lots of people way more experienced than both of us that we should be asking, you know, fatherhood questions from. But for you, like, what's been some of the kind of lessons you've learned over these years as you've added another one, especially into the equation? Yeah, so uh, I've got one son. His name's Watchman. He's two years old, just turned two at the end of April. And then um, have a second son. His name is Witness. He was born April 3rd, 2020. Uh, so he's born in the middle of a cool, interesting time. Yeah. Um, one important thing that I learned early on with Watchman uh, was Mama has to have her time. <laughs> so... Um, there would be days where Watchman and I, we would literally do nothing. Yeah. I would just take him, and we'd leave for the whole day, and we would like, you know, what every what every guy does is if you've got a whole day to waste, you just go to your dad's house. Yes, yes. Uh, See? Because, you dad's, know, your dad's yeah. got, like, tools. Everything, yeah. You know, literally anything and everything that Watchman could destroy, and it's not, you know, it doesn't matter because it's not mine. It's my yeah. dad's. <laughs> <laughs> so we would just go to my dad's house, and literally hang out for the whole day and do nothing. Yeah. But he would just run around the shop and, you know, he'd pick up a broom. Yeah. And he'd play with that for an hour and a That's half. Awesome. And then he would grab a broken piece of wood that means nothing and he yeah. would try and stab us with it. Yeah. So uh, we try and give mama all the time uh, that she needs to be able to rest and to, you know, get focused for a whole, you know, the next week ahead or whatever. Uh, so we do that. And then uh, with Witness, um, one 
thing that I like to do with him. I don't know if it's helpful or not. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just what, I, yeah, it's just what I like to do. Um, I just take him outside quite a bit, mm-hmm. uh, so he can see, you know, grass and stuff. When they're young, they can't see very yeah, far. They can't see very far. Yeah. So it's kind of hard, but I would say, yeah, for the for all the dads out there starting out, uh, as soon as you have your first kid, you just like got to give your wife as much time as possible to like do whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Uh, so you got to man up, figure out how to make a bottle, and uh, you know that <laughs> whole good. thing. That's good. Yeah, that's that's good. Like figuring out how to how to balance that, you know, for for Jalen, your wife. Man, I, I would have to say it's hard. Like we had a girl first, so it was very very. I mean, it was great. It was awesome. Shout out to all the you know girl dads that are rocking it. But it was it was very very different because like you know I grew up in a house of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it was me, my brother, most most of the time. Like it, it was yeah. all, it was all guys. So like trying to figure out what that world was like for her when she was first born. It was crazy. You know, <laughs> like I, I felt like completely, like I think one lesson I think I've, I've, I would say is just like, I think you're always going to feel ear-prepared to be, <laughs> you yeah, know, to, be, to be a parent. doesn't matter how many books you read, how yeah. many things you watch, how yeah. much advice people give you. But I still feel like even 11 years in, almost 11 years in, I still feel ill-prepared like every time. But yeah, it was just like trying to figure out that world, like what were you know, how, how do I connect to that world? Yeah. So we would, you know, play with dolls. We would draw. We would do crafts. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, there's one picture I've got from, man, I, I can't remember what it was. But we, we were doing something, playing somehow, and, like, she wanted to put bows in my hair. So, like, all over my hair was, like, hair bows. I'll have, oh, we'll try to throw a picture of it in the video. Dang, man. But it was, like, all over my hair. It was all over my beard. Nice. Um, but, yeah, nice. I mean, it's, like, it's, that's, that's the world you, you got to jump into and, yeah. you know, rock it. And then I think with, with Elliot, our, our second one, I was, like, ill-prepared just for, like, the, like, different level of exhaustion, mm-hmm. right, after number two. Like, you think it's, like, okay, you've already had one kid – all the parents that have more than one kid or that are like kids that are teenagers, we're still, we're still young in the game, I think. But like, you know, everybody's like, you know, obviously that's, that's a dumb answer or dumb response because you think it's like going to be, you know, we're we're already like quote unquote experienced. Right. But like second kid hits and you're like, what what happens? Like all your, all your energy is just drained. So I was like very, very like ill prepared for that. Mm -hmm. Wasn't ready to like feel exhausted all the time. So, um, yeah, I think it, it was a, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a struggle, but like being able to have you know the guy in the in the scenario and the equation, and getting to let him help with some of the stuff we do around the house or yeah. when we're building stuff. You know, Aubrey Aubrey loves honestly she loves building stuff like she loves yeah. being involved with that. Anytime we're doing breakaway stuff or you know Kafa stuff here, she almost always has a part. Even these. Um, you know these things, <laughs> these, mm-hmm. these things on the on the walls. She had a part in that, just because she kind of loves the crafty, creative stuff. Yeah. So she gets to do a lot of the things that you know I get to do. And now she's like making slideshows and writing stories and doing all these stuff. It's 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 really 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 yeah. really crazy. I remember the um, she made a puppy slideshow <laughs> and she showed it to me one day. Yeah, so that so, was real so awesome. we we broke down uh, two years ago and brought her bought her a Chromebook, you know, because she had a, she had a tablet, kids tablet, which she played games on. But like as she was getting further into school, we thought you know she probably would need to do it. So we researched, you know, how do we lock this thing down and do all the right stuff. <laughs> yeah, and literally the very first thing she did with it. So like you know you have access to all the world, right? You you have a Chromebook, you have access to all the world. The first thing she does is she makes a slideshow. Yeah, I was like. 
Okay, our kid's making a cat slideshow. Maybe we're not off too bad. Maybe <laughs> we're gonna be okay. The world's not gonna burn because That's you so know she man. she's got she's got access to the internet. But it was it was pretty funny. It, it, was, yeah. it was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's do this. Let's jump to our conversation with Garrett Boren. Today's special guest, we have Garrett Boren all the way from uh, Moore, Oklahoma, originally. Oh, yeah. Boren, do you want to kind of introduce yourself to all the people who know you and all the people who don't know you as well? Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, I'm originally from Moore, Oklahoma, Tornado Town, USA. Primary import and export is EF5 Tornadoes. Uh, I then went to college at OSU found these crazy weirdos called Chi Alpha, and uh, somewhere along the way, God decided, hey, you shouldn't become a college professor, you should become a missionary, and now I'm doing that with college students all around the city of Tulsa. That's nice. Incredible. So, so like, I know Sperry and I, you know, we know you pretty good, um, but a lot of our listeners might not know you or might, um, you know, been, been in those transitional years where you weren't here. And some of our alumni from even further back, and pastors and supporters. Mm-hmm. When when did you graduate uh, from Oklahoma State, and what did you study? Like, what was your field of study when you were here? I graduated in December. I think it was 2017, wasn't it? It was 2017. I studied biochemistry and microbiology, so the perfect preparation <laughs> for mission work. Uh, but my original hope was I wanted to be a college professor, and I loved research. I wanted to do cancer research. Uh, God completely took that away through making every attempt at cancer research I did fail miserably. And the next thing I knew, I really felt this call in my heart to become a missionary, and God led me uh, to Thailand first for six months and then back here to Stillwater for a year of training and then now it's been a year in Tulsa the newest newest home for me so, you, so you've been in Tulsa a year so in your uh, in your kind of like years in college in Chi Alpha uh, what, what were some of your roles and some of the things that you did while you were a student in, in Chi Alpha Ooh, what did I do as a student in Chi Alpha? <laughs> I led outreaches. I was a Bible study leader. I was president at one point. Uh, I think I cooked food at one point. I did probably just about everything except go to the girls' Bible studies. and <laughs> Yeah, so a little bit of everything, really. And you went over, you went on Thailand. You were with us on our mission trips to Thailand multiple yeah. times. Prior to the you know the six month stint there yeah. in Thailand, yeah, um, you know I, I'll, I'll say this I'll throw this out this this might surprise you it was pretty pretty awesome for us to hear we were polling some of the students talking to some of the students pretty recently just about kind of the podcast and you know some of the names and people we were thinking about interviewing and we asked we just opened it up we were like hey you know let's give us some suggestions throw out some names throw out some ideas and like you were the top of the list yeah everybody was like. We want to hear from Boren. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. We What's he doing with his life? <laughs> Where's like, he at? It was just We want to see him. And they were like, let's, let's catch up with Boren. So we like immediately like, okay, we got to figure out a way to get the, the incredible Garrett Boren 
you know, I just think it goes to show you the, you know, the legacy and the impact that you had on students while you were mm -hmm. here. I think sometimes we don't quite fully realize like the impact we have on people. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, everybody was like pretty ecstatic to, to kind of hear how things are wow. going on and, you know, your story and stuff like that. So, yeah. Wow. So you mentioned something about um, some like training that you did yeah. prior or like after coming back from Thailand, your six month thing in Thailand. Yeah. Um, so you want to kind of tell us a little bit? I mean, Brandon and I obviously know <laughs> what it is. There's but this great thing called the Branding Iron Academy, yeah. headed by John and Kathy Deicher. They're wonderful people who will test you and grow you and force you to grow in all the ways that you didn't want to, but God really wanted you to. That's good. And that was probably one of the most growing years of my entire life. It was amazing it was wonderful we cried every single monday uh we actually nicknamed monday cry mondays it was it was because of a book that was really deep uh, don't we didn't like beat each other up. don't <laughs> worry about that but uh it was probably one of the things that was most worth it that i've done so far in my life to do so kind of walk us through um the whole campus missionary and training thing like oh. what were some things that you were required to do um, and then like maybe give us like your, your, one of your favorite things that you did oh, and like good. one of your <laughs> least yeah, favorite things. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as the requirements, I mean, it was like we had coursework every week. There was at least one day every week that we were just like in a classroom trying to learn everything from theology to, there was a couple books we were going through at the same time. Some of them were deep books on theology. Some of them were really personal, hence Cry Mondays. <laughs> um, we got to spend time with staff, um, shadowed different staff members. Uh, I had to lead a small group, just like I did in college. Uh, lead and come up with my own outreach. That one, that was pretty cool. As far as like my favorite things... You know, it really does sound dumb, but I really did like Cry Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a bunch of grown men crying in a room together. We loved that part. That, yeah. was, that was a good part. Yeah, yeah. I, it was just something that was so bonding, you know, and there was just that level of depth and trust that was built there. That was, that's good. It's rare. It's yeah. you know, yeah. you don't find that everywhere. Yeah, that's good. Uh, as far as my least favorite things, uh, gosh. My least favorite thing may have been just at different times when I would be told to do one thing by John Deicher and then someone else on staff <laughs> would come up and tell me, hey, yeah, go do this yeah. for me. It's like, I'm supposed to have today off. Yeah, like, he told fair. me I have to. <laughs> Shots <laughs> fired. That's, that's fair. I'm not going to say any names. Uh, but, that, that's know. totally fair. What, what would you say, okay, so like we've got the Braining Iron Academy, it's new to Oklahoma, mm -hmm. we're, uh, we're in our third year uh, with John and Kathy leading the internships, the only one the only one in Oklahoma, which is pretty exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. What would you say just to the students that might be thinking about, um, you know, we, we have several students that are thinking about missions, that are thinking about campus ministry. Yeah. What would you say even to those guys that are just maybe considering, what do I do? After I graduate, should I consider the internship? Um, you know, if I'm thinking about missions, should I? Con what would you say to those guys? Uh, I'll start semi-jokingly with the advice I was given: pray about a year and then give a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> but I would really say start with prayer. You know, 
come go through it. I'm not going to say like you have to have this amazing vision from God that, you know, he comes down on a cloud and tells you, you must do this internship. But, you know, if it's something that you want to be serious about your walk with God, even if you're not a thousand percent sure you're going to be a campus missionary at the end of the day, you know, give it a shot. You'll end up growing. You'll grow closer to God. That's pretty worth it. At least I think Mm -hmm. so. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. So, you finish the internship. Yep. And uh, God calls you to go to TU, over in Tulsa, Tulsa Hurricanes, and Golden gold, Hurricane, gold, the Golden the, Hurricane, gold, gold, only gold one hurricane. hurricane. My hurricanes. bad. My bad. <laughs> is that the symbol? Is that the yeah, symbol? yeah. What is that? It's a circle. The OK sign. Yeah, basically. Okay. And then you. Yeah, it's like it's like the eye of the hurricane. The eye of the that's hurricane. Wild. We that's don't wild. have very right, good right school right spirit. <laughs> yeah. So you studied, uh, you know, microbiology and something else, some other fun thing here, biochemistry, biochemistry at OSU. Do the CMIT and uh, get trained. Do that whole thing. And then transition to uh, be on staff at TU. Mm-hmm. You want to kind of walk us through um, your journey as like your first semester full-time mm-hmm. staff at TU, yeah. and then uh, enlighten us on what all happened as the COVID stuff started yeah. to unveil itself. Okay, yeah. So uh, my first year in Tulsa has definitely been a wild ride ever since like moving there in August. Uh, I remember, I think it was two or three weeks after I moved, my car broke down. And so, you know, you, you everybody like nowadays, like two, three months ago, you started that social isolation thing. Well, don't worry. I did it like <laughs> seven, eight months ago. <laughs> Forced isolation. Yeah. Forced. Yeah. Uber became my main way of getting around. It was definitely a lot of transition. You know, I think it's it's different and it can be difficult starting off uh, just learning new people on staff. Not to say there's anything wrong with anybody. It's just different people work differently and you're not used to it. Absolutely. And so that was definitely one of the hardest transitions slowly learning. Oh, when I say this word, they think of this while I think of that. Ooh, yeah. And that sort of stuff. Communication. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It took a little bit of getting there in that aspect, and then another big factor that was, uh, at least for me, a little bit difficult is when we started. I was the only male staff member. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was. I was taking over from a guy who had just been called off to church planting and was going fulfilling that call, mm-hmm. and it was interesting just because. It was just suddenly, here's all of these things that he had been doing. That's yours now. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, okay, uh, what should I do with him? It's like, oh, you know, you'll figure it out. I was like, okay. (laughs) Solid. (laughs) But uh, so those those were some of the bigger transitions earlier on. Um, You know, it's also just hard moving to a new place, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when you've spent like, Roughly five years in Very one formative place. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Formative years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your best yeah. friends, or that's where you made them. And so it was definitely a little different. Um, it was, there was times of loneliness and just 
feeling down just because I didn't know somebody. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have my best friend five, ten minutes away, you know. Yeah. Sleeping in the room next to me. <laughs> Sleep, <laughs> in the room. bed twenty Literally. feet away. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh so it was it was definitely some struggles for that first semester especially. I think a a lot of good things came of it. You know, I thank God for all of it because I felt like half the time I was like stuck in that transitional mm -hmm. like mess of mind and just despite that ministry went surprisingly well yeah. Yeah. like there was at one point in the fall semester every week I had a new visitor to my small group awesome. I yeah. was constantly being able to disciple new guys and the, they were taking it in you know but at the same time I was like man God thank you so much I don't think I did anything <laughs> mm. um, that transition to uh, spring was good you know uh, a crazy guy got me a car by uh, <laughs> crowdfunding it uh, and now and then him and his wife came on staff with us it was it definitely just this whole first year has felt like yeah. there's nothing but transition yeah. <laughs> and I can't get away from it it's just like okay I've got a rhythm of life for a week straight okay everything's changed just change it all yeah <laughs> yeah but you gotta then, keep you on your toes yeah <laughs> for sure yeah but uh, they're coming on staff, Destry and Cynthia. It, it's been great this yeah. this past semester, you know. Um, it's helped with a lot of different things. I think it's helped our staff team to grow not just in numbers, but in uh, focus and depth in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Yeah. And so I've really, you know, it's really been good. Then, you know, of course, partway through that spring semester, you know, one day, like, okay, everything's normal. <laughs> Next week we're doing this, and uh, I remember it was the week before spring break at TU, and one of the students had a, I think it was either a sister or a parent caught the mm. caught COVID nineteen, and that the next day after the university learned of it, shut down. <laughs> it was <laughs> just crazy. shut the whole place yeah, down. Yeah, it was everything was immediately online. Son well, of a gun. Yeah, and so it went from you know, everything's normal to like, okay, now everything's online. I remember the last day of like that they actually had physical classes. We uh, managed to get all of our students together and we were just going to have like a dinner together, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. And we did that. And then bam, the next day is like, okay, go home. Don't come back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See you guys in a year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Close to it. Close to it. At this point, has TU said anything about um, what the fall semester is going to look like for you guys? Yeah, yeah, they've put out quite a bit. I don't know if they know fully what the fall semester will look <laughs> yeah, like. Sure, yeah. sure. But uh, they're requiring masks for everybody on campus, students, staff, visitors, faculty. Solid. Yeah, so if you if you walk your dog on campus, you better have a mask on. <laughs> I'm Does your dog, dog have to have a mask? I'm the dog, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, do they make dog do masks? Probably so. I don't oh, yeah. There's well, probably a market now a for muzzle. them. I think it's just a muzzle. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You have to muzzle your dog. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. I think all of the dining is going to be takeout only, mm -hmm. which will mm -hmm. be a, definitely a big change up because I remember uh, one way that TU likes to advertise things is they would, uh, clubs would put posters on tables in the union. Oh, yeah. Dang. And yeah. so there's no more tables yeah. there, probably. You got to figure out a way to slip your card into their food somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, wrap it in plastic or something. Yeah, yeah. wrap it in plastic. COVID safe. 
wipe off with some Lysol wipes, stick it in there. <laughs> yep. So, what is this in my burrito? Uh, but uh, yeah, past that, they're doing one person per dorm room. So nobody has a roommate. No roommates, yeah. That's yeah. good. All the Wi-Fi to yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you, well, it's still split across the floor, I'm sure. Oh, son of a gun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I think one of the things I think is going to be a very big difference for TU is going to be uh, TU has a normally a, just a huge uh, international population. It's normally about 20 25% of the students. Wow. And it had already been dropping it was 20% in the fall. It had went down to 15 at the spring. And I think now it might get below 10. Wow. If, uh, yeah. if I had to guess, just because there's so many uh, students that, you know, they've told them, hey, you really need to go home. And I can't imagine just with all the travel restrictions yeah. and different Man, things, yeah. be able yeah. to get back. Yeah, so, I don't think there's any yeah, way. A lot of our international students have been in the same boat when they – you know, really, once the semester finished, you know, we went online spring break too. Yeah. The international students were kind of in a weird spot because most of them couldn't go home. And if they could go home, they probably couldn't come back. Yeah. So yeah. even as like we've gone into the summer, you know, the international students are still kind of in a weird uh, spot, you know, not kind of knowing what's, what's going to be open and what's not going to be open. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, I tend to agree. Like it seemed like even here, you know, the semester was going going great, right? Like yeah. Yeah. January, February, you know, into March, beginning of March. And then, like, everything just, like, drastically, drastically changed. Somebody somebody asked me the other day, our uh, missions director, Darren, Darren Pilcher, the local missions director, shout out to Darren, if he's listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, go Darren. Go Darren. go, Darren. We love Darren. He asked me, he was like, so how'd you, how'd you think the first semester went of being the director? And I was like, well... I wish I could give you a straight answer on that. <laughs> the jury's still out, it turns jury's out, out yeah. because of all the, you know, all the changes and drastic stuff that we've had to do. Understandable. But OSU's in the same boat. Like we, we kind of have been given some guidance on, on what's going to happen. Yeah. I think they're still holding out a little bit to communicate everything until they know mm-hmm. a little bit more. I think maybe waiting on some of the state guidelines, the CDC guidelines, on what the classes, classes will be and stuff. Yeah. So we're, we're in that same weird spot of like, not knowing what the fall is going to look like exactly, you know, with, with our classes, but also even like all of our new student orientations over the summer have been online, which yeah. is just super, super weird. Yeah. We've only gotten like one, one yeah, hit we, on it. And we, that was it. Barely, barely, you know, normally ours, that's like a huge hit for yeah. us. Yeah. You know, Four getting, or five hundred students. Yeah. Um, let, let me throw this out. So, so did you come into, um, come into college already kind of being a believer was that like was that something that happened while you were a student or kind of in that transitional state from you know graduating high school to going to college yeah so uh yeah I, I, it's a weird story i can't say i have like uh you know a lot of people like they have that moment where you know they're kneeling at the altar and that's the moment they give their life to god uh i call me a heretic or what will you but uh, i don't really have that moment i remember in high school my family was uh semi-religious we went to a baptist church when i was very young and uh, we stopped going because of different issues just with uh, my sisters and how the church viewed my family and it was very hard on my mom because she was a single parent 
And so I think the whole thing just felt extremely overwhelming. And so we stopped going. Um, I was homeschooled until high school with it. And uh, the only reason I went to high school was because I had started watching football games. And I was like, if I do that, I get to hit people. (laughs) So (laughs) that sounded like fun. Yeah. But uh, I went to high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way, a great method. <laughs> Put on some shoulder pads and go for it. But uh, going to high school, I had just over time, you know, I guess there was some expectation in my mind of what the, you know, perfect high school experience that mm-hmm. you see on TV is supposed to be. <laughs> and it wasn't that, of course. Yeah. And I just felt overwhelmingly depressed at different times. Yeah. And it was uh, very hard. It felt like, the friends I had weren't really good friends and the friends I wanted Mm -hmm. didn't want to be my friend. Mm -hmm. And then I remember when my older sisters had started going back to a church, not the same church we grew Mm -hmm. up in. And she was between apartments. She moved back in with us for a couple months because the next apartment wasn't ready yet. And, uh, she was telling me about the stuff she did and she just seemed happy. And yeah. I was like, well, Hey, I want to be happy. Maybe Jesus will make people happy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I picked up this old Bible I got from like a vacation Bible school when I was really little. It was like half fallen apart. And yeah. you know, like the glue that kept the pages <laughs> in was like coming undone. And I just, uh, went up to the library in my high school, uh, just every day at lunch. I'd be I'd try to be the first one in line at lunch, eat as quick as humanly possible, and then just go up to the library. And I would sit there and I'd try and read it, you know. I don't know that I read it very well. It was usually like, let's see how fast I can go mm-hmm. through this. Mm-hmm. And I just started in Genesis and kept reading. Uh, somewhere partway through the Old Testament, uh, I want to say Psalms or Proverbs maybe, I thought to myself, well, if I'm really going to test this out, I need to pray. I need to give that a shot. And so I prayed a prayer of, hey, God, if you exist, where do you want me? Because this doesn't feel like the right place. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. You know, I never really meaningfully prayed before. You know, I I did like the, you know, little kid prayers. Bless this food. Yeah. Help me on this exam. (laughs) Not, not even help me on this exam. It was more like, bless this food. Lord, help me sleep good. Good night. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. the, like the six-year-old prayers. That may have been the last time I did prayers when I was like eight. And I just prayed that prayer. And the next day, these three guys, one of whom was my friend, the other two were like, one was a member of my football team also. And so I kind of knew him. And then the other one was kind of like a semi-acquaintance kind of deal. And they all went to different churches, but they all invited me to church that day. And it weirded me out enough that I was like, I'm not going to go with you to church, but maybe there's something to this thing. Yeah. yeah. And so from that point, I never really got like a church family when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time I was, you know, getting to graduate and everything, I had been with my sister at her church a few times and seen like the community and the fellowship they really had. And I was just like, okay, this thing says I need that kind of thing. I need a church. Mm -hmm. 
And so wherever I go to college, I need to find a church. Yeah. And so I kind of, I, I say I'm, I was just saved enough to look <laughs> for a church. Yeah. You know, I don't think I knew an, anything really about Christianity. I remember I found Chi Alpha through the church on campus thing. And yeah. uh, I started going to a small group and like, Almost every week, the small group leader would use like one or two words, and I'm just like, "What does that even mean? <laughs> Devotion? <laughs> what is that?" Like, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Who who is your small group leader? Uh, Brian Abraham. Yeah. Oh, Shout yeah. out to Brian Abraham. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rockstar. Rockstar. One of the OGs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. From the beginning of time From until be- now. Yeah. Until now. Um, so, to you. OSU, you know, we know students are going to be coming back uh, in the fall. We don't have a lot of details of what it's going to look like, but we know, you know, there's going to be campuses, four-year, two-year universities all across Oklahoma and really the nation. Um, what, what would you say, like, for those guys that are kind of in that same spot that need, um, you know, not necessarily campus ministry, but need a community? Can you kind of talk to the importance of, like, trying to find that community when you're, when you're going off to college? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it right there. Everybody, regardless of who you are, how religious or Christian you think you are, needs community. That's part of life. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that's really kind of stuck out to me with especially Christian community, you know, is that even when I was in Thailand and had Buddhist friends I was talking with, I remember one of them, I was trying to bring up like, hey, you need Jesus in your life. This would be good for you. And they mentioned to me, you know, I really like Christians. I I like Christians more than Buddhists. They're better people. They do nicer things. They care more. But I just, I can't do it. I can't do it because of my family and Mm. because of what I believe. And I have to bury my mom with the special Buddhist rites and things like that. And if nothing else with that spoke to me, at least as it relates to community is that, you know, Christian community is meaningful. Mm. There's people who care about you. You know, they may not be the best people at caring for you. They may still make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. But they're going to try their hardest to put you first, to care about you first. They'll probably have some tough conversations and tell you things you don't want to hear, mostly because they care about you and they want to see the best in you. And so for anybody out there who's going off to four-year school, a two-year school, a vocational school, or even just finishing something up and moving out on their own, Find that community of people who will care about you. And, hey, you know, if there's, like, a nice guy you met from a church or (laughs) who's doing a Bible study on your dorm room floor and he just keeps, like, inviting you and asking you, like, hey, just just give it a shot, then give it a shot once. You never know. If all else fails, you might just make a friend, you know? And... If you're not able to do that, then maybe they'll have food and at least you'll get a free meal out of it. That's good. Nice. Yeah, you hit the hammer on, on the head there. Or the nail on the head. The hammer on the nail. You hit the hammer on the nail head there, friend. Um, <laughs> like, 
it's so true. I mean, we, we, we say it all the time, but like we see it every year. Like mm -hmm. we see it every year with students. Really, those people you choose to surround yourself with makes such a difference yeah. on your college life. Like it's yeah. going to be, um, you know, it's going to be fun and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. And those people like that you choose to put yourself around you and, and like give, you know, kind of an invitation into your life have such a major, major factor on that. I, I would Definitely. venture to say it's probably one of the most important decisions you make, especially right out of the gate when you come oh, to yeah. college. Oh, yeah. Despite degrees, despite career path, oh, yeah. those people you surround yourself with that first semester are really going to make yeah. a big difference in kind of the whole of your life. And we yeah. see it. I mean, we see you know, couples that have met in Chi Alpha or in, in, you know, in our world of Chi Alpha and getting to see like you know those kind of celebrations, it's like the people that you know made friends, and so the wedding is all people from yeah, Alpha because yeah. that's who they surrounded themselves with. Yeah, uh, you know we we love those. Those are like the funnest times you know for us as, as campus missionaries. Uh, man, let, let me just say, I think that's so good. That's so good stuff. I think mm. we've got our random question uh, yep. for all of us to answer. So Sperry's gonna draw us a random question. Out of our blue cup of chaos, uh, bowl, not a cup, bowl, bowl of chaos, and then we'll see, we'll all get a chance to answer chaos. that. Who's going first? I think we should let our guests go first. Okay. First. <laughs> Put the pressure first. on, pressure on. Okay. Ooh. Okay. You ready? You ready for this one? It's real. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show people how, <laughs> how tough this one is. Uh-oh. Oh, that one's tough. That one's tough. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I just need a little bit. Okay. It's a little fragile. Okay, Boren. What is one book that has impacted you the most? Ooh, that's good. Uh, the Bible. Parentheses, parentheses, parentheses. Outside of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, I think probably one of, you know, I've let a, read a lot of impactful books, even just this year. But I think probably is one from my internship time as a CMIT is uh, from spiritual slavery to spiritual sonship by mm. Jack Frost. Mm. Uh, Brandon still hasn't given <laughs> me back my copy I've, of it. I've Dang not, it. I've not. I'm sorry. Dang it, Brandon. I, I failed, yeah. Failed. yeah, I'm going to buy like five new ones now <laughs> just because Brandon <laughs> won't probably give me better. more. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better. Five more instead yeah. of one. But yeah, that's probably... Probably one of the most impactful books I've ever read. And, and we've had a lot of our interns that have said the same thing, that have come to yeah. and said that's been one of, and really not just that, but even students that have picked it up and read mm -hmm. it too. Um, thanks to Dr. Dyscher and Kathy for keeping that in front of our, our yeah. students and our interns. That was the yeah. center of Cry Mondays. <laughs> that was the center. <laughs> Spare, you're, you're next. Um, Pressure's on. <laughs> most, most impactful book I've read. Um, it's probably Cynthia loaned me this book uh, a few years back, which I still have also <laughs> that I should give back to her <laughs> because we're terrible, we're terrible people. Yeah. We're all terrible people. Um, still people's books. But I, you know, I don't read a whole lot of books. Yeah. I should, you know, they always say leaders are readers and yeah. you know, that whole or thing. Something along those lines. Yeah. Some craziness, but I don't, I don't read a whole lot of books. I'm more of an audio guy. I just like to, you know, drive around on my yeah. mower and listen to stuff. Podcast. Podcast. Uh, so just similar hint, from this hint. one. <laughs> yeah, so I think one of the most impactful books um, that I've read was by John Maxwell. Um, title of the book is, I can't remember the exact title. I think it's called Developing the Leader Within You nice. or yeah. something along those mm -hmm. lines. Mm -hmm. um, but that was a really, really, um, I don't know. I just felt like it kind of 
helped me develop the leader within myself. <laughs> you know, exactly as the title says. It just gave me a different yeah. perspective on how to lead and how to, um, you know, be a better leader. So yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Also, 21 Laws of Leadership was great from Maxwell. Man, I, that's a tough question. I'm trying to think. I, I would say, oh gosh, there's, there's, I'm like with Warren. There's, there's been a lot of, yeah. a lot of solid, solid. It's hard to narrow, it's hard to narrow that one down. Um, probably, if I was going to narrow it down to a couple, Pursuit of God is probably mm-hmm. one of yeah. the top, one of the top ones. Tozer. And then Mere Christianity as well. But I would probably pair Mere Christianity with Reason for God. Mm-hmm. Like C- or not C.S. C.S. Lewis is Mere Christianity, and then Tim Keller, Dr. Tim Keller, Reason, for, Reason God. for God, because it was, I think the two hand in hand were really really good. Um, but man, that's a there's a long line of, of books that have probably impacted me. Yeah. Narrowing, narrowing it down, I, I was thinking when Sperry was asking the question about uh, the biography you read just like a year or two ago during your internship from what was it called? Which one? The the uh, the Ardarian. Uh, the the biography of the missionary from Golden Shores or something, on oh, Golden Shores. I did not read that as a student. Oh, I thought that. Oh, I so read that as a student. As a student, yeah. And then God spoke to me <laughs> and told me I was going to be a missionary <laughs> while I was just, reading it. That's so, yeah. I was thinking about that as Spirit was asking that. I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's a, it's a big one. It's oh, a, yeah. 500 it's a, plus yeah, pages. It's, it's a hefty book. Massive. Kind of like Bonhoeffer's biography. Probably thicker, probably thicker than Bonhoeffer's yeah. biography. Um. Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a good question. Maybe that we could one one last question if we if we have one a little bit more time, like how how did the journey go? Just just briefly, you don't have to go real deep. You know, going from somebody that's studying, um, you know, your degree path, kind of on this, like, hey, I want to be a you know researcher. Like, what happened that made you decide I want to lay that down and be a missionary? Ooh. Man, a lot of things. There's a lot of weird things happening that just kind of came together at once. I guess, like, I'll try and walk through it sequentially if yeah. I can remember the exact sequence. But uh, I came to OSU as a student. I was part of this really cool program called Freshman Research Scholars. If you're, like, not a freshman going to be one, <laughs> apply to it. Apply to it. Yeah, it's no. worth it. <laughs> It has a very, it's very hard to get into it. It's yeah. actually harder to get into it than it is to get into Harvard. But uh, I was a part of it, and I was doing cancer research in the biochemistry department, and I just carried on from that freshman year doing biochemistry mm-hmm. research every single year. Um, and I was doing specifically cancer research, and I even did summer internships down at OU, mm-hmm doing cancer research, regardless of where I was at. And my project changed a few times too. And regardless of my project, my experiments failed miserably. I got basically, uh, you know, normally when you do research, you get at the end of the day, you make your big fancy poster and it's like, these are my findings Mm -hmm. and this is how it will change the world. Mine was like, okay, here's my big fancy poster. If you'll notice on this graph, what we've learned is that it doesn't do any of the things mm. we thought it does. <laughs> and so all the graphs yeah. look the same. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Dang. So it was it was just tough. And I remember even like multiple different experiments just like not going right and I'd have to redo them. 
and like the other people who worked in the lab with me, like they'd give it a shot and it'd be fine the first try. Mm. And I was just like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> I hate all of this right now. You know, it's like, am I supposed to quit and go do something else? Yeah. Uh, that was one factor that really got me like, okay, maybe research isn't the way to go. Um, past that, you know, I remember the trips to Thailand that uh, I did as a student over the summer. Uh, I remember the very first one. I got this. There's a wonderful virus. <laughs> it's called chikungunya, C H I K U N G U N Y A. It is just awful. Yeah. It's uh, a cousin of dengue fever, and it. For about a week, it'll just give you the worst, like, nausea and stomach pain. I remember I was, like, bedridden, and yeah, I if remember. I moved two inches, then it's like, okay, let me rush to the bathroom just yeah. because everything's coming. <laughs> and and I haven't even eaten that day. Yeah. And so it was, it was rough. And then for two months after that, just random joints across my body swole up. Mm-hmm. At one point, my hand was like the same thickness as both my hands together, yeah. and so it wow. was Crazy. it was not fun. But for whatever reason, while I was there, I just like there was a weird love that grew mm-hmm. despite the fact that I was incapacitated yeah. half the time. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I remember uh, after that first trip, we had a world mission summit mm-hmm. in the in the uh, break time. Uh, go to World Mission Summit this year if you have yeah, the opportunity. Coming up, coming up, yeah. January twenty twenty. St. Louis. One. If you want to come yeah. and you don't have a group to go with, come with the Tulsa crew. Go with the Tulsa. <laughs> if you're at Tulsa. ORU Tulsa. and you want to go, come with us. We'll let you yeah, know. It's an incredible experience. Yeah. We're pretty pumped about it. Yeah. But uh, I was there and, you know, I was sitting, they had this room that was just basically constant prayer time over every country across the world. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the schedule and I was like, well, I kind of want to go to the Thailand prayer time. Yeah. And so I went in there and I was just praying. And, you know, I was often, there's like a little corner of the room. It's dark, dimmed lights, cushions on the floor so you don't like break a knee, I guess. Um, I was praying there and I was just sitting and, I, as I was praying, I really felt like the Holy Spirit just come to me and say, hey, you see that missionary leading the prayer for Thailand? You should go up to him and ask him to pray for you. And I was like, well, in case you haven't noticed, that's not what's happening right now. <laughs> that's that's yeah, not the way to do things. Uh, I, I don't know if you noticed, no one's doing that. Yeah. But uh, it just, like, throughout the prayer time, I just kept feeling that, kept feeling it. And so finally I was like, whatever. And so I get up and I go to the guy who's, like, over the prayer room, who's, like, trying to make sure everything's happening orderly with the uh, different countries. And I asked him, I was like, hey, this is super weird, but I feel like uh, is there a way, like, he could pray over me? And he's like, yeah, give me a second. We'll do it right at the end. <laughs> I was like, okay. I feel super awkward standing yeah, here, but yeah. let's do it. But uh, uh, so the missionary prayed over me. That was uh, Mark. I can't think of Mark's last name right now. He's the uh, area director for Peninsular Asia. 
he uh, prayed over me. He asked if anybody else felt called to Thailand. A few other people stood up. And he prayed, and then he took me back to the Asia-Pacific booth thing yeah. mm. and helped me get plugged in and told me, like, hey, you know, Autumn and Rebecca, really try and use that connection, yeah. go back with them. Yeah. And I remember when I first saw them, they were the missionaries we had worked with. Mm-hmm. When I first saw them, they, they, I remember, I think it was Autumn, was just like, oh, Garrett, I'm so glad you're here, you know. <laughs> It's okay. We understand if you don't want to come back to Thailand yeah. after what <laughs> happened. And we still love and care about yeah. you, but we'd love to have you yeah. back. And I was like, no, no, I want to come back. Yeah. And she yeah. was like, oh, you do? What? <laughs> what? Despite the pain? That, that's when I got that advice of pray about a year and yeah. then give a lifetime. Uh, Autumn Starnes, way to go for that piece of advice. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but um, yeah, from that point... After that, the following semester, uh, I had like a weird time. It was kind of like a breakup thing happened, and I was feeling depressed. I was reading that book Brandon mm-hmm. was talking mm-hmm. about, To the Golden Shore. It's a book about Adoniram Judson, the first uh, foreign missionary from the U.S. He went to Burma. And I was just having a horrid day. I felt depressed and tired, and I was just like, what is anything anymore? Mm-hmm. No one loves me. <laughs> Uh, but as I was just reading it, I, you know, again, just the Holy Spirit came to me and was just like, Garrett, why, why are you crying? Why are you sad? I've called you to the same thing I've called this guy to. And so I was like, okay, I've got a purpose. Mm. And so all those kind of came together as like the, I guess, confirmation moments or so. Mm. And that was the moment when I realized, okay. I really, I need to commit to this thing. And that's what catalyzed me, you know, mm-hmm. going off to Thailand for the six months. Before that, I was in Germany for a month. Yeah. Uh, shout out to anybody from Germany who's watching. <laughs> who's listening? I'm yeah. Watching. yeah. Uh, and, you know, from there, that's other confirmations brought me back to Stillwater. Yeah. And uh, another word from God brought me to Tulsa. That one I was against at the time but <laughs> we're, we're doing okay now so <laughs> it's, it's good yeah. yeah i found it's hard to fight god's call <laughs> what god wants to tell us to do yeah there's a story about it with J- this guy named jonah I yeah think it, it did, worked out didn't, for him, didn't work out too well for him yeah. well I'll, i just want to say man i think all of us like as osu staff we're just so stinking proud of you Garrett, mm-hmm. for following God's call, for being obedient. Honestly, you're like one of the smartest guys we've had, without question, like one of the smartest students. And usually guys like you that are academically, way academically inclined will say, you know, it's like the world's your oyster. You just take whatever you want. You just go out and do whatever you want to do. But to be obedient, to like lay that down and like follow like a harder road, really, in, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, um, harder road and be obedient to that thing is it's pretty awesome to see yeah. but honestly just to watch you do it like with humility and you know trying to you know a, again do the best you can i realize yeah. we're all you know imperfect and we make mistakes but we're so proud of you man um and just excited to have you as a like as a colleague as a campus ministry yep. colleague mm-hmm. in the state of oklahoma it's pretty awesome and we know like tu and tcc and the tulsa area is just benefiting because of your uh, being a part of that team, so yeah. yeah, we're proud of you, man. I appreciate that. 
thanks for taking time out of your chaotic schedule in quarantine. <laughs> in quarantine life. Uh, and jumping on episode three of the Grizzly and Sparrow podcast. Mm-hmm. Or the Adventures of Grizzly and Sparrow. There you go. Yeah. It's been pretty fun catching up. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. It's good to see you. Yeah. Good to hear from you. Yeah. I'm sure all of our listeners are going to be ecstatic. Like we said, it was a very highly requested Absolutely. Uh, yeah. person. So yeah. <laughs> there's if not, that. you would have had protests out in front yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, protests for sure. oh, man. We don't spray need paint everywhere. For, you, know, you know, not bringing Garrett in. We'll, we'll yeah. do that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll do him a solid. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Well, we appreciate it, man. Um, I think that's it. That's all we've got. Thank you again. You're a rock star. Kia's Corner! Hi, welcome back. Kids Corner. This week we have a very special edition. We are doing a Father's Day edition. As usual, I'm Aubrey. This is Elliot. So, Elliot, can you tell me what is your favorite thing to do with your dad? Mm, Play. Play? My favorite thing to do with my dad is probably go disc golfing with them. It's really fun to go disc golfing with them. Yeah. Even if I do lose. <laughs> what, what, what kind of memory do you have with your dad? One of my memories with my dad, and that's kind of a hard one, but one of my memories with my dad is in the summer, I always went to his office with and we would always stop by Sonic, get drinks. We went to Daylight Donuts to get donuts in the morning. Then we went to Sonic, and we got us some drinks, and it was amazing. Okay, okay, okay. Elliot, Elliot. Whoa, this is going off. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do in the winter? My daddy did Michael. Daddy was Jesus. Witness, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. Okay, okay. It'll just be two questions. Hey, what do you like to do with your dad? Okay. That was pretty thoughtful. What do you love most about your dad? That's a wrap for episode three. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to Garrett Boren. We always have a lot of fun uh, talking to incredible missionaries and alumni and friends. Uh, Tune in next week. Uh, We've got another special guest for you. If you haven't already, like, comment, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, send us uh, Dr. Pepper and Unsweet Tea, and uh, we can go from there, but... Appreciate you guys. We'll see you on the next one.